I remember I wore like a unitard, like a green unitard. And I remember walking from my trailer to the set and all of a sudden Chris Rock, you know, was walking towards me and I was thinking, oh, I don't want to meet Chris Rock wearing a green unitard. Oh, I don't want this to happen. I'm tired of sucking up. I'm tired of sucking up and working for the man. Keeping people down because the law book says I can. Cut my brothers and sisters. Oh, it's not the way to be. But honey, those days are gone. Because baby, I am free. Well, well, well. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Randy Disher Podcast. I am Jason Gray Stanford, a.k.a. said Randy Disher, and with me, as always, is the wonderful Lara Arocho. How are you doing today, Lara? I'm doing great. How are you, Jason? Uh, I'm, uh, I am, I'm doing very, very well. But listen, as our uh, Monk resident super fan, how are you feeling about today's episode? I think you know this already. I've talked about it so much. I'm so excited for today. It's a big one for me. Yeah, this is a this is a big one for everybody. This yep. is a this is a big get for uh, the little uh, Randy Disher podcast, <laughs> I think. Um, so uh, I am going to uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to warm it up here for you. And uh, why don't you do the intro today? Okay. Oh yeah. You love cool. it. I love, I love it. it. All right, here we go. Mr. Monk and the girl who cried wolf. Mr. Monk in the election, Mr. Monk in the daredevil, Mr. Monk gets a new shrink, Mr. Monk gets hypnotized, Mr. Monk fights city hall, Mr. Monk. And the 100th episode, Mr. Monk is someone else. And Mr. Monk goes to group therapy. Do you know who I'm talking about? Of course I do. We are so happy to welcome to the show Monk's very own Harold Crenshaw, the one and only Tim Bagley. Tim Bagley, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I am doing great. First off, thank you so much for joining us. You do not know how happy everyone is going to be that Harold Crenshaw is visiting the Randy Disher podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it is uh, it, it, it's terrific. Uh, so, Tim, thank you so much. First, let's get that out of the way right now. We're really, really, really thrilled to have you. I'm happy to be here. I really, uh, you know, the Monk fans are very much a unique you know, entity in and of themselves. And I really appreciate all the support and uh, just the kindness whenever they approach me, the, the the respectful kindness. I love the Monk fans. Yeah, you could you can spot them coming, the Monk fans, uh, as opposed to other fans? I kind of can. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're, they tend to be very polite and respectful um, and, and a little shy and apprehensive about approaching oh that's good i i love it i as i say we all we we do really really have the most enthusiastic passionate uh fan base and and your and uh there couldn't be more polite I've, i have the very very same experience um so let me uh let me start at the start mr monk and the girl who cried wolf your first episode is harold crenshaw um what do you remember about do you do or do you remember the uh, audition process how did that part kind of come your way um and it's kind of a two-part question how did that part kind of come your way what was your experience kind of meeting for that role and did you know that that role was going to continue on in the series or just assume that here i am i'm going to go in bang off a little guest star and that'll be that it was a it was supposed to be a one-time guest star 
And I remember going in and the breakdown, he was described as somebody like in his seventies or something. They wanted an older man. And so I was sitting in a room with all these older men and I was th thinking to myself, well, Tim, you've crossed over to another category. <laughs> it's like, you know, now you're older now. So this is what you're going to be seeing. And I walked into the room to read and the person that was hired to direct was Jerry Levine. And Jerry Levine played my partner on Will and Grace. He was yeah the jo the Joe and the Joe and Larry duo uh, yeah. on on Will and on Will and Grace. And and just as a sidebar, Jerry also guest starred on an episode of Monk as Kenny Shale, the mayor. And yes. Jerry, I don't know if you knew at the time, but Jerry really was one of our staple directors we love jer i didn't know that i walked in and i saw him and he was like what are you doing here you know he was like you're was, far too young for this he, part he was Tim. yeah and and uh and so then i ended up getting it and it was um I, what i remember about shooting it is there was one segment that in the writing you know and andy breckman wrote these brilliant scripts but there was one part in it where there was like something about a magazine rack and we were kind of uh, in disagreement about the way that it should be. And we discover in that moment that we both you know, share the same therapist and we both have the same disorder. And so when I read it, I just thought right away, um, you know, it would be really funny if these two didn't get along and and that at the core of it i thought at the core of it the it's the most obvious thing that they could be best friends if they were just a little smarter you know yeah. <laughs> listen that 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 that's great um i want you to continue with this story because it's going to lead me it kind of leads into another question i had which is how did you create Harold, knowing that Monk had this OCD, had this, uh, you know, condition, how did you approach the condition? Uh, but, but before that, I just want to say that that episode, the first episode, one scene in that episode, yielded still to this day, one of the my funniest lines on, on Monk, where you guys are exactly, as you said, reorganizing in different ways, the magazine rack. Uh, Monk is putting them all even, two, two, and two. You are putting them uh, in uh, alphabetical order uh, on the magazine rack. And you get into the argument, um, you know, and what I love about that scene in particular is that it really does start out that you guys are going to hit it off. And you're going to be just, you know, two guys, we're, we're, we're the same, we're great, you know, and it just goes south from there. But it yielded one of my favorite lines, and that line is, you saying to Tony, you're a ridiculous fool. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what I remember about that particular section was the way that it was written, <clears throat> we didn't really know what the conflict was, but... They said, you know, why don't we just kind of improvise this and, and you know, and so we were improvising that section. It was just written as kind of there's a conflict kind of general. And so we improvised and kind of came up with that and came up with those lines. And what I remember about it is at one point, Tony just stopped and he was looking down and I was behind him <clears throat> and he was looking down and I thought, what's, you know, what's going on? And then I realized he was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and so 
So when I saw that he was laughing, I thought that's a really good sign. And then, um, yeah. and so, yeah, so we, so we, I noticed that in just about every episode, there was some little section where we got to kind of improvise a little bit. And I always looked forward to that. And he was very playful with that. And really, and I felt like he enjoyed when we did that. Yeah. And, hey, and, and to speak on that, uh, that's a question we actually get a lot on Monk from the fans yes. uh, and some of the, uh, you know, the Andy got that question, do you let the cast improvise? And, you know, so many people have asked me that. And generally, the scripts are so great when they come in um, that we don't really have to stray that far off the page. However, we were always encouraged to, you know, if you've got a little something, throw it in. And if it works, we use it. You know what I mean? Um, right. So that's really, really great to hear because, I mean, Oftentimes, when you're shooting a, a television series or a movie, you're aware of who else is on that particular episode. But, you know, obviously Disher and uh, Howard or Harold didn't work together uh, that often, uh, nor did Stottlemyre uh, and Harold Crenshaw. And, uh, you know, one of the things we regret most is that we didn't get to do enough with no. you uh, on, on the show. Um, but, uh, you know, we get that question uh, a lot about letting letting loose and letting it letting it fly and when you don't see everybody uh working all the time i always wondered that too if you and tony if most of that was scripted or if that was truly you guys just kind of going off and you know just and just improvising and and riffing and so really it's a little a little bit of both yeah i mean the script actually said there's a conflict with the magazines and and you know and then we just kind of you know, by playing, we kind of came up with it. And, uh, and there was, there were little moments like that where <laughs> we would leave and where, you know, we were something, and then all of a sudden Tony would start, you know, improvising and I would just jump in with it. And, uh, and it was always really fun to do that with him. He was always game. And for me, you know, he's such a, the consummate actor and was so focused and disciplined and just such a good actor that, there's nothing, not a better feeling in the world than making somebody like that break. <laughs> yeah, no, Tim, Tim I, yeah. I, I get you. And as, yeah. as I say, I mean, one of the things like, you know, we credit Tony for is that he is that guy. He is truly like the actor's actor. Like, you yeah. know, I, I, I'm always like, yeah, man, the reason we pulled all those guest stars is because of Tony. You know what I mean? They were, yeah. they, they were either his buddies or they, or everybody wanted to work with him, you know? Right. And so, so we got very, very lucky uh, in, in that department. Now back to what I was saying before, yeah. creating the role of Harold Crenshaw and obviously having to make it similar yet different right. than, <laughs> than, than Tony uh, doing Adrian Monk, because remember also after The Girl Who Cried Wolf, all of a sudden Harold Crenshaw starts to appear more and more and more. So now there's more for Harold to do. These guys are kind of in conflict, you know, more. And it, and it could have turned very easily into kind of a one note, kind of a one note bicker session between Monk and Crenshaw, but you guys were able to, and you yourself in particular, were able to really, to really make that character human and real and three-dimensional. Thank you. I, I think that <clears throat> when I first started doing it, uh, the person that I thought of, you know, I had done a series with Howie Mandel who had, who has OCD and, um, and he has since, you know, 
become public with it and everybody knows. But back when I worked with him in the series, nobody knew. So we just had to, uh, I just learned a lot about it and I read a lot about it. And so, um, and a lot of it made sense to me. And since I've had lots of friends of mine who have OCD, who it's, you know, like I, I can think of a, a director friend um, who is so organized and such a good director as a result of his OCD. So, so there's something about functional, you know, people that really function well with OCD, even though it can be debilitating. And, and then Tony, of course, brings the humor to it and everything. But I just thought, I remember kind of approaching it thinking I want to be somebody who's who's functional and who is um, has this and they're trying to deal with it, but that uh, they they them the the um, himself you know that character Harold Crenshaw is the one that really gets in his own way, not really the disability you know or the or not that it's a disability, but not the OCD, but just him and his limited thinking. Yeah, you know, and and it's it's funny yeah. you say that because uh, number one, Howie also guest starred on the on the show, um, but David Hoberman, our, our other creator and executive producer, he has OCD, so uh, he would you know so he again uh, obviously you know in talking with Andy Breckman, one of the things that was so important is yes, it's approached with humor without question, but there's always that kind of as I say that humanity. Uh, yeah. underneath which you were able to bring to it which tony brings to it obviously as well because you know in that sadness i mean there is humor and i think yeah. you just said it perfectly that it's not so much the condition it's that it's you get in your own way you know That's because right. there was so right. much which brings Very which true. brings me to uh i'm going to speed ahead which brings me to uh another episode where harold crenshaw does get in his own way uh mr monk gets a new shrink um, if you recall that episode, if you can, uh, if you can think back seventy-seven <laughs> years when we did these shows, um, there was a great scene in there where Monk and Doctor Kroger, Stanley Camel, the late great Stanley Camel, yeah. are tied up, and uh, I, uh, you know, being, you know, you know, kind of under under duress as Gordon Clapp kind of, uh, you know, goes about his his murderous business, and in comes Harold Crenshaw. To the rescue, uh, gun, 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 gun in hand because he has been stalking uh, Doctor Kroger throughout the episode, so he knows exactly where he is. Um, he comes in, he basically has the day saved, and then out of the corner of his eye, he notices that a few of the antiques are out of order, perhaps, or turned backwards, or. One's up, one's down, and he cannot help himself, and he right. goes over to these. Uh, so I, I wanted to mention that scene, but can you? What do you remember about that episode? Because now we're jumping ahead a few seasons. Uh, obviously, Harold and Monk, this relationship has been formed, cultivated. Um, and I wanna, I just wanna, I, I wanna just hear some of your experiences on some of the other episodes because there are truly so many laugh out loud Harold Monk scenes that that steal that steal the show that steal the episodes. Um, and I want I want to see which ones kind of do you have any favorites? Which ones come to your mind? Well, well, the to answer that first question about that episode, what I remember was I think I got shot. 
in that episode. And I remember they walked me up to the set and said, you're gonna fly through the air and then land on this thing. And I had just had hernia surgery like five <laughs> days before. And so I was stitched up and I didn't wanna tell anybody because you know, you don't wanna be whiny. Yeah. And, um, and, and so I, they were like, so you're gonna jump through the air. We want you parallel and then you'll get shot and there's a squib and then you'll land. And I was just like, oh, oh, oh. And so I remember I pulled Tony aside and I said, I don't want this to be a big deal, but just so you know, I had you know, surgery four or five days ago and I'm stitched up. And so I probably can only do it a couple times. And so he was like, okay. And so we did it in a cup that shot in a couple of takes. So I remember that. And then also there was a guy who came running at me at one point and kind of throws me down or something. Yes. And yep. the director yep. came up to me and the director said, um, you're sitting down by the time he gets to you. <laughs> the director was like, you've got to stand there and take it. You just yeah. have to stand there and let him come to you. And, and I noticed that even after I was told that, I still... It was like, I really wanted to get halfway down. <laughs> Tim, you're not selling the punch. You're not selling the punch, Tim. I know. And so so it was, I remember, that's what I remember about that episode. But all of them, I remember there were always moments, you know, where we laughed. And it was just, the writing to me was so funny. And in that scenario, I, I do remember that moment of being drawn, you know, pulled by you know, seeing that things were not in order. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it truly, and, and it really speaks to, you know, your the condition, you you getting in the way of your own condition. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, uh, but I mean, uh, I, but I mean, like, I have, I have a, I have friends who have OCD, and I've become very aware of it. Um, and, and believe me, in the pandemic, I was wearing, you know, plastic gloves. To, I mean, I was like, I am. Sure officially somebody with OCD yeah you know, it was like, and so but uh, I'd have a friend that would come over and he would say you know in your pantry if you you know write the dates on all the cans then you know you know when you got them and all this and it's like yeah but why do I need to know when I got them so they don't go bad and it's like I just thought okay this friend has a little OCD. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, and listen, I think right. during the pandemic, uh, I think we all had a little yeah. bit of OCD or yeah. we all developed yeah. some. Um, and it, it's yeah. funny, too, because one of the reasons that I started this podcast was because Monk somehow, uh, as I say always, you know, we were around a long, long time ago. It somehow kind of found a resurgence, a new life during the pandemic. Um, you know, and, uh, you yeah. know, kind of, and, and as I say, there was you know, a little bit of monk in everybody kind of, uh, you know, during, during that time, which is, uh, which is, which is, which is amazing, which, you know, kind of brings us, you know, almost full circle. And here we are talking about monk 20 years later, uh, again. Um, but, uh, yeah, listen, one of the things also that I wanted to mention is chemistry. Did you, obviously you and Tony have it. Um, you're a groundlings guy. Uh, chemistry, obviously doing improv on the stage, uh, is so important. Uh, how was that? Um, how, how, how is that? And let's say like, I mean, in all honesty, uh, you know, you basically 
done every comedy that's out there known to man. I mean, we, we, I mean, Grace and Frankie, which is a brilliant, brilliant show, working with, you know, two legends, uh, you know, Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin. I think you did Web Therapy with Lily Tomlin uh, as, as, as well. Another great show, Lisa Kudrow, Victor Garber. Um, you, you're, you're doing Call Me Cat right now. Leslie Jordan, who was, uh, who was on Monk as well. Um, I mean, uh, like I think you did Wings with Tony Shalhoub uh, at at yeah. one point. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, obviously Larry and Joe from Will and Grace. So talk to me a little bit about chemistry and how that is so important, especially in the comedy world, because I feel it's it. I feel it's so high on my list because like without Ted Levine. I'm useless. Without Stoudemire, Disher doesn't play. It doesn't work. Without the way he kind of approaches the way he looks at Disher, I can't get away with half the stuff that Disher does. Yeah, I think, you know, with with Tony, and, and I, I don't really, I don't know the secret to chemistry or anything like that, but I think for me what it was, was I watched the show before I had the audition. So and and I had worked with him on Wings, and and I was a, a fan of his, you know, a fan. And and I just thought that he was such a good actor, and I was so thrilled with the idea of being able to play with him. You know what I mean? Like, so for me, I think that I don't know what creates chemistry, but I know for me, every second, I was thrilled. And so I think that that might have played into it, just the idea that I was having so much fun playing with him. Yeah, and it show it shows because I just watched, yes. I just rewatched it. Lara and I both just rewatched yeah. a few episodes. I don't tend to do that, but I've been kind of starting to revisit them now. And one of the things that does stand out is just how much fun you and Tony had. Actually, how much fun we all kind of had doing that show uh and and you can kind of you know now that i'm so far removed from it you can see it you can see you can I, like i'm looking at myself going i think i'm smiling while they're all doing their thing you know what i mean like it's like yeah it's it's, yeah, it's right, great right yeah. you know like kind of like and i'm certainly smiling on the inside that's uh you know that's for sure so listen i mentioned a whole host of other shows uh that you have done because you have clearly run the comedy gamut tim uh i mean and Without question, you have worked with some of the you know top folks, you know in the business in 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 various uh, in various ways. Um, I wanted to point out this because I love relating like us to certain things. You, sir, did uh, did a, a part in Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. I believe uh, uh, I believe it was Friendly Dad uh, was the title of that role. Um, uh, my my six degrees of Tim Bagley other than Monk is I, uh, I I have a story about Austin Powers. Jay Roach, the director, I did a movie with called Mystery Alaska, and uh, the, your movie had already come out, uh, The Spy Who Shagged Me. But he was then you know went on to do two more. So I constantly pestered Jay and begged him to be a part of the Austin Powers franchise, and finally he caved in in Austin Powers three and said fine. Just come on in, put the sailor suit on, and you'll do a nice little funny bit with Beyonce at the end of this, uh, at the end, of, at the end of this day, at the end of this scene. 
And I said, like, great, this is good. So there I am sitting in my trailer uh, with my sailor suit on. The hours tick by as they do when you're on set. 9, 10, 11, 12. And finally, there's a knock on my door. And I'm like, yes, here we go. And the PA is at my door and says, your part's been cut. (laughs) Your part's been cut. Beyonce is is tired. She's going home. She's been dancing and singing all day. Get out of here. Uh, Welcome to show business. Exactly. That's right. So that's my my connection to Tim Bagley and Jay Roach and Austin Powers. I had to mention that when I saw that you did uh, uh, Austin, when I was doing my homework, Tim, that uh, you did Austin Powers. Uh, And I actually still uh, pretend that I was in the movie. And uh, (laughs) I think it was actually even on my resume for a while that I, because I was like, no, look, I was really in it. It's not my fault that they cut me. Yeah. That's Uh, funny. Yeah. It it really was. Hey, now I want to, um, I want to uh, change gears a little bit. And I'd like you to talk to me about Stanley Campbell, excuse me, as Dr. Kroger and Hector Elizondo as Dr. Bell, because you got to work with both of them quite, you know, uh, you know, basically, I mean, Ted and I, like, we didn't really kind of work on that side of the monk world, but you did. Um, So I want to hear what your experience was with uh, the both of those guys, how the dynamic was different, because it works beautifully with both gentlemen, um, yet Yet they are both very, very different actors. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to hear about that. Yeah, I mean, they're both. They were both brilliant actors, obviously. And I just remember the relationship <clears throat> with Stanley was. Um, I I really loved him, and he was very kind and gentle, and uh, uh, just you know, just you know, great. He was just great. And I thought that um, he was in such a conundrum always with Monk and Adrian. And, you know, he was just put in the middle of this horrible situation. And, um, and it just always seemed to come back and bite him. And, um, and so but it was really fun to watch him play that role with such kind of grace and and kindness and dignity. And I, I don't know, I love the way he played it um, and was so shocked when he passed. And then, of course, I thought, well, I'll probably never be back uh, because that was my connection to Monk. And then somehow, you know, they brought in Hector, who's another, you know, brilliant actor. And, and you know, we just, I, I, you know, everything worked out with him as well. He was... He was wonderful and he brought a whole different kind of flavor and um but it it seemed to work and and you know monk and adrian basically just transferred all their you know stuff over to hector's character and um i don't know it was a it was a difficult thing because i didn't know how it was gonna work out but then with hector i mean he's a brilliant actor and it it just worked out but um, he's another one that whenever he did break, 
oh, it just felt like heaven. To yeah, watch uh, yeah, I, I can, I can, I can imagine because my experience with both those yeah. guys, even though I did not work with them as extensively as you did, was it for me? It was just like a learning experience. I just like, yeah. like, and and my problem was is sometimes I would like just zone out watching them. That I'd be like, oh shit, it's my line. Sorry, everybody. Uh, that's me who's supposed <laughs> no. to be talking right that's, now, but I'm just yeah. watching these guys. That's a great uh, point, and I'd like to say that I, I felt that way a lot with Tony. That I learned so much from watching how he works, and uh, and seeing you know his preparation and just watching him in the process. I learned a lot, and one of the things I wanted to say about him is that he he. He always, and I'm sure you feel this too, but he always made me feel like a million bucks. Like I always felt like I was much better than I am because of him. And he would treat me with such respect. And 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 there was a thing that I wanted to say. Uh, there was a guy in, uh, Mr. Monk goes to the dentist and he had a small part. His name was Steve Hines. And he was in my acting class. And I remember him, telling the class uh, about how it was, he, he, he ended up passing away right after that. He got in an, a car accident and died, but it was one of his only opportunities to work professionally as an actor. And it was with Tony Shalhoub. And he said that at the end of every take, he was apparently on the ground in leaves or dirt or something. And at the end of every take, Tony would, you know, Get, put his hand down and help him up and kind of take care of him. And he he talked in the class about how Tony Shalhoub made him feel, you know, like a million bucks and really respectful. And 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 that is kind of what happens. Um, and I was so grateful that he had had that particular experience with that particular actor, you know, before he passed away. And um and it's, you know, like so many actors, we you know, are in acting class and you never get the opportunities. But when they do come to have somebody that's an actor like that, that makes you feel like you're special is such a treat. Yeah. You know, it, it really uh, you know, we were talking about the learning experience and stuff. It's one of the great things about our business is you can always learn more. There, there, there's there is no finish line. Uh, as far as age, as you get older, you don't know it all. You, you know, you, you, and it depends. And you can learn from younger actors, older actors, your peers. Uh, and in fact, I think Steve was our murder victim uh, in, in Mr. Monk goes to the dentist. And I remember being out there in the woods and have, and as they do kind of where they all kind of gather and speak of the murder victim and how it happened. Um, and I, yeah, so I, I actually remember I was actually there, uh, you know, during, during that time. And one of the things I always say on all the jobs that I've worked on, I mean, it starts at the top, you know, it starts with the number one and the number two on the call sheet. Uh, and that's Tony. And, you know, how he goes, so does the ship. You know, that's kind of how I always felt. And Tony, you know, handled, you know, Monk, the show, producing, acting with such grace uh, and such style. Uh, and, you know, really, you know, really never, never raised his voice kind of. And, and, and you see that as another actor and you say, I got it. That's the standard that I have to live up to. That's what I have to, that's yeah, what I have to do, right. you know, and, 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 sure. and, and really, I think for the most part, all 
the guest stars, whether they were big names or not, or whether they just came in for one scene or a few lines here and there. Everybody felt that and took that on. And I think that's one of the reasons why Monk found the success that it that it did you know, over the years. Uh, and, you know, that's something great. So I'm really glad that you spoke uh, about that uh, because that's, uh, that's really cool. And, 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 and speaking of, of that, uh, you know, of, of, of Monk kind of, you know, having that kind of feeling, you know, over the years, uh, it turns me back to our great fans that I, that, that, that have supported that. So I think, Lara, if we can, I would love to bring on. Uh, I would love this. to do our little fan Friday today. Oh, uh, Tim and uh, Tim, good. you want Tim? You want to join us? You're sticking yeah. around. I am absolutely game. That sounds like fun. Uh, I think I think it's great, this Lara. Fun, will you uh, will give yeah. us uh, give us a little uh, give us yes. a little background here and bring us uh, bring us yeah. uh, bring us up to speed. Well, as you know, Jason said that you were just such a hit when we announced you were coming on the podcast. Everyone was so excited. They've been asking to to so hear. So we're bringing on the only fan uh, that hates Harold Crenshaw. <laughs> <laughs> we had selected her. Untrue, yet. not true, not true at all. But uh, but we're actually we're bringing on a super fan, uh, a, a young woman named Ryan, and she is just such a big fan of Monk. But she's also a very big fan of you oh. and Jason. And Let, uh, let's get to meet her, and she's going to tell you all about and it. What's her name again? Ryan. Ryan Nicole. Okay, Ryan yes, Nicole. Ryan. Yeah. Okay. So let's see if we Tech, can technology the magic of podcast technology. Let's see what happens. Hey Ryan. Hi, hi, hi Ryan. Ryan. I, I'm Jason. This is Lara, and of course, this is Tim Bagley. Hi, hi Ryan. How are you? Oh my God. Good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I, I love, I love your shirt first and foremost. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, this is this is amazing. Are you excited, Ryan? Re- are you excited to be here? I really am. I can't. Words cannot even like. This is just making my my month hey probably. listen it's like, it's, ma- it's making it's making my month and our month as well thank you so much mm-hmm. for joining us and taking the time out of your <laughs> of day course. to come and and, and chat Absolutely. with us for a few minutes mm-hmm. hey can i start off by asking uh ryan yes. um how did you how did you find monk how did you come to find monk because if, if i'm correct um you didn't start watching monk until after it was off the air yeah, correct. I honestly, I didn't start until maybe like three, four years after it was off the air. Um, it was weird because I remember, you know, when I was in high school is when it was airing. I, I remember hearing of it, but I'm very set in my ways. So there was a show that I was watching that I was like, all right, this is my show. However, a few years pass and um, I had recently moved. I'm from New York originally, but I was living in North Carolina for a few years. I recently had moved back and I was looking for a show and I didn't have cable yet. So I just randomly made a post. Hey, can somebody recommend something to me? And one of my friends at the time, she's just like, you, she knows me, my personality, how I am quirky. She's like, you would love this show monk. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you know, let's just, let's just see what it's about. And I just, you know, I started, I was watching it on, I think it was YouTube. I was, you know, it was way back. And I, I just started watching and like, I was kind of hooked like by the, by maybe like the second third episode I was like okay she's on to something and I've been obsessed whether it be healthy or not <laughs> I've been obsessed ever since 
I That's great. love it. Oh, love it. listen, well, we well, well, you know, I'm a super fan. Yeah, too, uh, yeah. So Lara is <laughs> Lara is our resident super fan. I get it. Uh, yeah. And uh, and, and right. listen, Ryan, we love we love to hear that. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, we were saying, you know, before you joined us, how thrilled we were to have this gentleman on the show, who was mm-hmm. such a big part uh, of the Monk family. Yes. Um, now. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this: Do you have any? Uh, do you have any fave episodes that really stand out to you, or favorite moments? I do actually, and it's funny that you say. I could. I was thinking about this last night, and it's funny that you say. Meant said this specific phrase, favorite moments, because one of my favorite moments. I'll say in a minute. I'll say in a minute because it involves you. However, um, my favorite um, episodes would. My favorite episode would probably be when. Um, I don't even remember the the exact name of it, but he had to um, go undercover as like as a hitman. Mr. Monk or, is or someone else, to... also featuring yes. the lovely Tim yes. Bagley. Uh, yeah, yes. th- yeah, yes. yeah, yes. that's that, that's right. It, it, you know what? You want to know what's funny, Ryan? I actually doing my homework, mm-hmm. uh, waiting to interview mm-hmm. Tim or catch up with Tim here. Um, mm-hmm. I actually watched that as one of my episodes just. Mm-hmm just recently uh and i thought to myself yeah "Yeah, that's a good that that turned out to be uh, a pretty a pretty good uh pretty good episode that was it was so so funny and the 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 way he was able to just transform into like a completely different person it was just just good acting and on on every on all parts on everybody's part but that would definitely be probably like my number one episode however um I was thinking about this last night when you when you just said you know what my favorite moment was and I could have a quick question when you um if they showed you when you were singing or something was that was that you like was that really you singing Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was always it. Was always me. And actually, one of the stories I've I've told before uh, on the show yeah. is that um, one of the things we like to do, especially when I had a song or something to do, mm-hmm. is a lot of the mm-hmm. time uh, on shows or films, people will re-record it and then they'll kind of mm-hmm. go on set and lip sync it. I always wanted yes. to do it live. I always, I always okay. made every much to the chagrin of the crew and uh, to the <laughs> to the post production team. Um, I always mm-hmm. wanted to do it live because I always felt that if there were real live mistakes or it just made it it just made it more engaging and more in the moment. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, I'll I'll tell a quick brief story because I want to hear more about you. I'll tell a quick story. The, okay. there, there's an episode where I sing We Think Monk's Dead and I sing about mm. Monk's Dead and I've written this 14 verse song. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, and, and I'm singing it with Stoudemire. One of the things I wanted to do in that scene was sing that live and just see how mm. Ted, what Ted did, you know, and just kind mm-hmm. of, you know, yeah. and really I was kind of supposed to sing the song more and longer and go into another verse and you know but it was Mm. uh, in all honesty it was going to drag on too long but in one take Mm. in one take because it was i was singing the song live ted was just like randy that's enough and just like threw the paper (laughs) at me or did whatever ted does so brilliantly yeah and yeah that's the one we kept and it Mm. and it worked out it worked out so well so yeah i mean Mm. the uh the long answer there was yeah i tried i tried to do as much of uh my own singing and uh, guitar playing mm-hmm. uh, as possible and mm-hmm. live when we could get away, when we could get away with it. Okay. That, that is awesome because then that just ties into my favorite moment. I mean, when I say favorite moment of just everything, 
was the episode um it was the mr munkin's secret santa episode where you and ted were i'm sorry stottlemyre were singing i think it was oh holy, holy night oh, holy that's night. right that I don't know what it was. There was just something about that moment. I almost get emotional when I just. It was just such a pure. Oh, it was such a great holy moment. Yeah. <laughs> it was just. It was great, and and every single time because I again I watched the series many 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 times through. But every time when I get to that episode, I'll probably rewind that part like four or five times just to. I, mean, I don't know. Well, I just. I I thank, just well, it. thank it you great. very much for that. And once again, that speaks to doing it live. And that's all Ted Levine. Yeah. Ted. Ted mm -hmm. uh, is a lovely guitar player in his own right. And basically, when we were going to do that, they were going to tape it, and we were going to do a whole big thing. And I think it was we were running late in the day, and Ted was like, "Let's just mm -hmm. do it. Let's just mm -hmm. do it. And whatever comes out." comes out and that's what we yeah. got and we were and in fact well, we still are both we i i love that moment ted loves that moment because there's little fumbles mm -hmm. in the guitar the vocals are good but they're not great but it's exactly what mm -hmm. you would expect from captain stottlemyre yeah. and lieutenant right. disher and tim yeah, that tim, was a great moment. yeah and tim you can talk about this a little bit obviously kind of coming from the theater coming from the groundlings that 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 live connection is there's something about it right Oh, yeah. Um, yes, I don't know what I should say about it. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's <laughs> something fantastic about, you know, anytime you're, you're having a live situation. But I mean, the thing about most of the stuff that I did on Monk, it wasn't really in front of an audience. So you had, uh, you know, you, that was that was um, fantastic, though, that you guys came up with that moment. Speaking of moments, I have some favorite Harold moments that I haven't mentioned to you yet, Tim, but I wanted to hear from Ryan. Do you have any favorite uh, Harold, Adrian moments, any fights that come to mind or any ridiculousness that the, you can think yes, of? Just the little things like just have me like in tears, specifically thinking, I think, um, I don't know if it was maybe the first time first time they met, um, but when they were in um, the therapist's office, and I think one was trying to organize the magazines a certain way, yeah, and then right. he's looking like, what is what is this guy doing? And, you know, he <laughs> wants to go over and change it, just little things like that. Or when they were um, in the in an interrogation room, and I think there were donuts. Oh, yeah. That they, donuts. The way yes. that they were organizing the donuts, like little things like that, just they just crack me up. They really do. So moments yeah. like that, when they were just kind of, you know, kind of get on each other, like they're both kind of a little odd in their own ways, but then they think the other one is more like, what is wrong with this guy? And it's just, you know, things like that. Yeah. Well, was, well, well, so well, well dynamic. said. We, we couldn't agree with you more. We talked about the magazine <laughs> scene a little earlier uh, yeah. in, in the show. I mean, and there are, so I mean, we could talk for days about the wonderful, uh, you know, Harold, yeah and adrian moments one that comes to mind now that you just said that it's sparking you know my my memory is harold and monk trapped in the trunk of the car yeah uh, uh, uh as as they work through their fear of claustrophobia <laughs> yeah yes yeah yeah that was one of my favorite moments um i i what i remember about that is when we shot it it was so funny and it was hot and it was, you know, we were like in a trunk and um, and then we, you know, broke for lunch and then we went back in to finish the scene. And I remember 
I got in first and Tony was just like, oh, and he crawled over me and he was like, there's got to be an easier way to make a living. <laughs> I just remember it gave me the giggle. Like I started laughing and I just thought it was so funny. Uh, but, you know, um, I, I love the way that turned out. And again, in that whole episode, yeah. that was kind of like in my mind when I first started thinking about Harold Crenshaw, I thought, you know, if they were smarter, they could be friends. And I love that at mm -hmm. the end, they kind of got yes. to that place. And I just mm -hmm. love the yeah. way it was written, you know, the way that that they tied up that relationship, I thought was really yes. perfect. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes, that was yeah, their last right, appearance, yeah. I think, on, on the show, right? And that's how they they made amends. And it was lovely. I thought, thought the and same I, thing. But I thought yeah. the way the whole series ended was spectacular. Sure. I mean, everything was kind of, of taken care of in its own way. And it was just mm -hmm. beautiful. Um, we weren't I, remember, hanging. I remember there was one uh, moment that was one of my favorite moments. I had to learn how to rollerblade <laughs> for something. I just remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I remember there was a thing where it said, like in the script, Adrian. Adrian and mm -hmm. I did it and the minute I saw Tony Shalhoub from the back I was behind him and I saw him put his head down and he would get when he would start laughing I would know what was happening just by you couldn't see him shaking or anything but when he put his head down I knew he was gone and so I just kept saying Adrian and the more I said it the more he couldn't turn around like he couldn't <laughs> pull it together and to me there was something so mean about just keep you know continuously saying adrian 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 and i love that moment because it's like they kept it but he was <laughs> he was laughing <laughs> and he couldn't turn around and that's why i kept saying it yeah, there is there oh, is truly nothing like a great bit <laughs> that you can just milk till 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 the cows come home. Uh, it really yeah. it, there, it really is, and in fact, that is from the episode that Ryan mentioned. Mister Monk is someone else. Yes, that's from that very very mm -hmm. same episode. Right. Uh, hey, Ryan, listen, like uh, thank once again, yes. thank you for joining us. I, we we will try not to keep yeah. you too mm -hmm. long. I want to ask. I want to ask <laughs> you this. I want to ask you this. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have a, a favorite character on Monk? Uh, mm -hmm. and, and remember who the two people on the show are right now and what the show is called. <laughs> but, but, but honestly, okay, honestly but answer honestly. honestly. Oh. Honest, I loved everybody, and I'm not just saying that just to say it. I really honestly did love everybody. I mean, the dynamic between the different characters, it just, okay, the dynamic between Harold and Monk and then the dynamic between... Randy and Monk, how at first Randy wanted nothing to do with him, but then they kind of came together. And then the dynamic between Stottlemyre and Randy is something that just, it just make it makes me laugh. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, obviously Adrian is probably up there for everyone because, oh, you know, it was about Ryan, that, <laughs> Ryan, again, that is literally again. 72 for Tony, zero for Randy, and now it's zero for <laughs> no, Tim, no. zero for Harold Crenshaw now Everybody too. Everybody we asked. <laughs> but, but I did say, though, that my favorite moment out yes. of the entire series yeah, you re you you, redeemed, so You've redeemed yourself. Well, that's yes, big. that's big. But again, I loved, I loved, I loved everyone it's just a great sh a great phenomenal show you, it really really you is. know what else yeah. another thing about the show is that kind of the takeaway i think is also having an understanding of people with ocd and having empathy for that 
situation. And, and I've learned that when I am working with somebody with OCD, I always love it because I, I get a, I, I've learned enough to know that they're going to be on top of it. They are organized, mm-hmm. they are structured, mm-hmm. they're going to be on top of it. It's going to be clean, you know, and sterilized. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> and so, um, so, so I, I feel like it was a real service to that community as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, Monk, yeah. Monk also, you know, Monk, even as I say, even though it was approached with a comedy angle, Monk mm-hmm. really did bring attention to that condition and really was able to walk that fine line by giving it respect and at the same time being able to poke a little bit of fun at it because that's what we all do. I mean, that's a, that's a it, it's humor is a wonderful way to deal with you know, with, with tragedies or with sadness. Um, and I was, and I, and then once again, that's a testament to the great writers, uh, you know, and our, our producers and obviously, especially to Tony Shalhoub who played that character monk with OCD with such care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Ryan, listen, uh, thank you very much for joining us today. Mm-hmm. Thank you for telling your Thank Monk you so much for having uh, story me. about fine. I love the fact that, you know, you found Monk late because one of the things I was speaking mm-hmm. about earlier is that, you know, yeah, although Monk's been off the air for so many years, we are still mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, finding new audiences uh, around the world. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted mm-hmm. to do this podcast is just to kind of really, you know, thank all those great fans. You know, as I always say, it's my love letter, you know, to the fans, you know, for sticking with us mm-hmm. and continuing to stick with us and to conti- and, and for continuing to kind of find the show, even though we've been, you know, gone mm-hmm. for so long. I was telling Tim earlier on, just the response of, 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 of Tim coming on this show uh, was, was absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. So I just wanted to thank you for being a part of this and sharing this with us. Absolutely. This is this honestly, this podcast came at perfect timing because I, I still again, I watch Monk every day, almost if if many times a day. And one one thing that I do is like what I watch it on Amazon. So if you press pause, whoever is in that scene, the actor's name will pop up. So I'm always just looking up random actors and, you know, just, just to see what, what's going on with them. But one thing I do end up doing is every now and then I'm like, well, let me see what, you know, what Jason is up to. Let me like start going to look at the actors just to see what they're up to now. And that's what I did. And I'm going to say this, I did this actually in the beginning of March and I randomly, I'm like, well, let me just see what you were, were doing. So I am like, let me see if he has social media. So I went and I saw it and I'm like, um, cause it was actually right after I saw the, um, the, I guess the quarantine thing that you yeah. guys did, um, about a year ago or so. And I'm first, I saw that. Oh, right. yeah. I'm like, How am I just now seeing yeah. this? How am <laughs> yeah, I just now seeing right, this? Right. But that kind of, that, that triggered me to kind of look to see what, is going on with everybody else so i came to your social media and i'm like what is this randy dish dish podcast i'm like what is this and it was honestly like a week before he's, he's clearly not making any movies right now so he's episode. gonna do a podcast <laughs> <laughs> no no but it's honestly it was just perfect timing because it's like i needed a little bit of a like a monk fix and oh, I'm like, i love this it is, that's this great. is great i'm like this it, it just it really is awesome i'm like this is just what i needed because Again, whether it's healthy or not, my <laughs> obsession is 
is oh, strong. Well, well that, so that is, is fantastic. And you know what? You just you just gave us a little <laughs> bit of a Randy Disher podcast fix. So uh, really? thank, thank you. <laughs> thank true. you so much for joining us. We will uh, let Appreciate you get back to your real you life now uh, while we ramble on a little bit more. <laughs> Nice to yeah. meet you, Ryan. Thank, thank you, you so for your much. kind nice words. You Ryan, thank you thank so you, much. Ryan. Have a great day. Take Bye. care. Have a great one. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. So, so, Tim, there you go. There, there's, there's, fan, there's Fan Friday. There's a little bit of Fan Friday. How fun is that? I love that. I love that. I love that, that you great? do that. It's so nice to actually talk with somebody and hear what they're you know, what they respond to and why they were drawn yeah. to it and all that. I love hearing. All yeah, that. I know. It, it, um, it's really, it's really great. I think it's like, it, honestly, it's kind of my favorite part of the show. Just yeah. To, yeah, me like, too. I mean, because obviously, you know, we can talk for days about acting and process and this scene and that right. scene, but to have somebody, you know, come on and just really, you know, yeah. kind of unfiltered express their, you know co comments or just say what they have to yeah. say about yeah. the show is is is, is so great. great um you know and and obviously we have so much to cover uh if you don't mind i'd love to keep you up for a couple more minutes here tim uh yes i have i have a serious yeah. question for yeah. you Could you hold up your mug one moment yeah. your mug <laughs> is that a christmas yes mug? it is tim Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that I was seeing what I yeah. thought I was seeing. I'm still well, Mary, I'm still Mary, I'm Mary. still living in December, Tim. <laughs> At least he's not wearing a Christmas sweater while drinking yeah, out of the Christmas mug. Yeah. That would be worse. Yeah, I still have the you know you know what? So Speaking great. of O C D and superstitions, like I, I I always drink out of this Christmas mug when I do a yes, podcast do. or it's any your favorite type of mug. Like, interview or Zoom meeting or thing that I have to do. I always bring this. I always use the same mug. Uh, oddly that enough, that is true. Well, that is true. It's fantastic. Yeah. But I had to call yeah, it no, out. I, 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 I appreciate that very, very, very much. Yeah. You're, you're, it's like your character. Yeah, 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 it's very, very astute of you. Uh, if we ever, if we ever put this on YouTube, everyone will, will, will know. Um, hey, so, so listen. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump back to Harold Crenshaw. Uh, talk to me about the Frisco fly. One of the one of the most famous one of the most famous of the monk uh, monk uh, kind of uh, scenes uh, and uh, storylines that we've had the Frisco fly uh, yeah extrapolate on that I remember I remember a couple of things I remember so many I mean that was really a fun one but um, and I still wear the t-shirt I asked for one of the t-shirts the Frisco Great. and I still wear it people always you know nobody ever knows what it is but I wear that Frisco fly t-shirt all the time um, but uh, and it's real raggedy now but I still wear it I'm not getting rid of it but um, Dave Kackner yeah, was on absolutely. that episode he's a, a buddy of mine and so it was really fun to play with him I think he played I think we were cousins or something. Yeah, he was. Uh, I believe he was. Uh, he was uh, cousin cousin Joey. And I I love Keckner. Keckner and I did a series called Justified together uh, as yeah. well uh, in kind of more of a drama turn. Yeah, he's he's uh, wonderful and so funny and just uh, such a great energy. So that was fun to play with him. And then um, the other thing I remember, I wore like a uh, it was like a unitard. And um, like a green unitard. And I remember walking from my trailer to the, um, walking from my trailer to uh, the set. And I, and all of a sudden, Chris Rock 
you know, was walking towards me and I was thinking, oh, I don't want to meet Chris Rock wearing a green unitard. Oh, I don't want this to happen. And he came up and he was like, hey, we have a mutual friend, you know, Wanda Sykes. And and I was like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, nice to meet you. And I couldn't get away from it fast enough. I just was so, you know, embarrassed being in a unitard because let's not kid ourselves. I've got some unkind areas and everybody saw the Frisco fly. That's right. Harold, Cr- Harold <laughs> Crenshaw, Harold Crenshaw in all his glory. Yeah. yeah. So it was, but I, I remember, um, I, it was really a fun one to shoot. Uh, and we shot at one point on a building. And I remember I was supposed to jump over the edge and I did, but it freaked everybody out. But it was in the script that he jumps over the edge, but there was like a cushion or something under, you know, a second part of the building to catch me. Um, but uh, I think it, freaked people out but i i i remember it was really fun to shoot um and and it was one of those things where you know whenever you're put in a bodysuit uh, you know like a unitard you just can't even think about it <laughs> if you think about it for a minute it'll cripple yeah you. it was it's, it's a great episode it's an episode that a lot of the fans mentioned it was a great herald kind of yes. centric episode uh which which was which was terrific um and now you mentioned it you touched on it a little bit earlier i want to go back to it uh the ending mr monk goes to group therapy kind of the resolve the closure uh between harold and adrian monk uh Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, you you know you you spoke you touched on it earlier. Um, I, I want to hear a little bit more about that. When, uh, like, did you know? Like, I mean, obviously, season eight was our last season. I think it was announced and everything like that. Um, did you were were you happy? Were you happy with the way that it came to a close between you two guys? I was so happy with that. It. it was just um, I, I couldn't think of a, a better way for them to help each other through a crisis and kind of bond. And it was like, I always felt like at the core of that relationship, the audience knew that they could actually be good friends if, you know, if they just were different people. <laughs> you you get exactly, Tim, what you've been saying, that these guys could have an understanding. These guys could be friends. And could have kind of a long, kind of fruitful relationship as two guys kind of going through the same thing, um, you know, which which uh, obviously uh, would probably fall apart if we did the reboot in uh, episode one of the reboot, right. and they would but, revert right back to them, right back to their 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 themselves, uh, you know, from yeah. But I I did think that <laughs> I I felt like uh, I felt like in the continuum that you know. Um, these two would probably remain friends and still run into each other and have this, uh, this, you know, this uh, relationship where we help each other and where we help people, you know, like us and, you know, like make something positive out of it. But, you know, I think that, yeah, probably in truth, 
uh, they are who they are, and they would probably go right back yeah. to their shenanigans. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm sure that there would be a there would be a couple of uh, there would be a couple of lovely, lovely kind right. of friendship uh, right. moments, yeah. uh, and then uh, you know just. Uh, You'd have to you'd you'd have you'd have you'd have to you'd have to go you'd have to go back to the well at some point there and uh, and give the people what they want, Tim. Exactly. Tim, that reminds me of a question that I wanted to ask you. Do you, can you give us some insight into kind of Harold's good side or what how you humanized him in terms of well, it sounds like you wanted them to well, be friends almost. What was what kind in, of in my mind, I just knew that I knew that I wanted to be, you know, funny and everything, but I wanted to be somebody that was functioning well, you know, high functioning and right. that he did his job well and that, you know, people took him seriously in that world, you know, like Tony's character, you know, like Adrian. Um, and so that, you know, but the, the truth is the rest of him, he was just kind of, he was kind of awful. I mean, he was this kind of yeah. <laughs> awful and 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 I just felt like if he was had more confidence or was uh, a better person or even more educated I mean whatever it was he was just you know um he was always kind of uh threatened and coming from a place of defensiveness and you know uh I, I don't know I can't really think of that much good about him other than I know that he did, he was respected in his world and he had good jobs and he had, you know, a wife and he was able to function in a relationship. And I always felt like I was, <clears throat> like Harold was better functioning, you know, higher functioning in his, you know, I felt that competitive thing, like in my mind, you know, it's like, I still have my wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but but it but it's wonderful because it really does it really does show Tim because you know as I said these characters could they could go over the top it's very easy for a lot of the characters on Monk to kind of go into caricature kind of and had you know and had you know as I say all these characters had a lot of a lot of heart to them uh, and I think that's yeah. really what the people respond to and i mean you've done you know you know like oftentimes like i mean i think like for example like in a, a comedy like a sitcom comedy those characters are kind of heightened versions really heightened versions of those people whereas although right. uh, although monk was a dramedy it certainly wasn't kind of it didn't kind of fall into the kind of that that grand kind of louder faster funnier sitcom world mm -hmm. which obviously is great in its own right um you know monk kind of always had this kind of the, the, it's two feet on the ground, even in the most ridiculous of situations, uh, you know, that you would put yourself in or that you would be asked to do, which yeah. I'm sure you have when you've read a script and you say like <laughs> rollerblades naked, what, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There was always something. And I was like, I, I was like, I can't rollerblade. And so then they sent me rollerblades and I hired somebody to, teach me how to rollerblade and then you know they they barely used it in the scene but um but you know or yeah there was one where i was naked in a parking lot and i had like a sock yep. you know over my kibbles and bits and but i was still out in the parking lot and there were people oh all God. around and it's just like you can't even think of it. Yeah, they did. They, they put you. Yeah. They put you in some. They put you Definitely. in some precarious situations uh, on the show. But it's also it's also so funny because he had had Harold had had a meltdown, like a breakdown, and 
And you need scenes like that to show that this, you know, he was really in trouble. And then uh, Harold and uh, Adrian always had this kind of empathy for each other and an understanding that I felt was beautiful because in real life, sometimes there are people that are irritating or whatever, but usually if you look at it, it's because there's something in yourself that you resent or that you loathe, and then you see it in that other person. And and I just feel like there was a lot yeah. of that kind of psychological stuff going on in that relationship. But oftentimes when somebody was really low, the other one was kind of there for them. Yeah, you know? as I say, you know, when we get that kind of question a lot, as I say, that's the thing that like the show itself had a lot of heart and kind of, you know, all the characters were there at any given moment to lift up another character uh, and, 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 and mm -hmm. have them rise up when they were when they were down. You know, as as hilarious as that scene may be, there was always kind of that moment after one of the things that I loved about that show in particular was the way it was able to ride the line between comedy and drama. And, you know, you know, oh, yeah. uh, you know, and, you know, with uh, the pathos. Uh, and the tragedy and then just like one moment you're laughing you know laughing out loud and then the next moment you know you're 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 stunned you're quiet you're mute you know yeah it's my favorite kind of writing it's my favorite thing to watch you know uh i love it when there's pathos and sadness and pain you know with the humor and uh and it was just so human. yeah and yeah and I, I love that part. I love that kind of writing. Yes. The writing was just yeah. And, and you know what, Tim? On that, let me say this. You, sir, were one of the people who brought that to our show, which made our show richer, better, uh, and you, wow. you, you, made, you made me a very, very happy actor to be able to, after the show was shot to go back and watch it. Cause we don't often see these scenes that other, that we, that we all shoot. They're all in different. So, you know, you always, you always touched me. You, you're an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal actor. You're a wonderful human being, man. Oh, thank thank you. you very much for being a part of our show where I know you, I know you've got a busy day ahead of you. So I thank you for taking time out of your day to uh, pop in, say hi to us, talk to the fans, talk to Lara, talk to myself. Uh, and please listen, uh, hey, if this show keeps going on and we keep doing this, will you come back? Absolutely, I'll come back. Thanks for asking me and reaching out. And, you know, it's one of those things where when you reached out, I got back to you right away. Yeah, I mean, you, yes, you did. Because I, I love this show. I loved working on this show. I loved your work on the show. I ended up going back and watching every episode myself. And, you know, like I, I just love the show in its totality. And I'm so glad, Lara, that you appreciate it and that the fan, you, you know, the fans and and like I say, the fans for this show are so loyal and generous. And, um, you know, and Jason, I love your work and you were hilarious and, you know, brilliant on the show and touching. And, you know, uh, you know, I just it was such a great experience for me. So thank you for asking me and letting me kind of rehash it. And you can see, if this is my office, I don't know if you can see over here. Let's see, how do I, yeah. right there? Yeah, I yeah. see it. It's yeah. a little monk thing that I oh, keep in yeah. my office. That little, yeah, that little like, like, a little, like a little monk bobblehead of sorts. Yeah, a little monk bobblehead. Yeah. Uh, and I always 
keep that there just to remind me of what a amazing experience this That's was. So great. Yeah, well, listen, with that, that number one, that means a, a lot to myself. It means a lot to our monk family, uh, to everybody who was involved in monk, because you uh, have been involved in so many, so many wonderful programs uh, throughout the years that we still resonate with you like that. Um, so uh, I can't wait for us to play together and find find our way onto something else. It would be it would truly truly be my pleasure. Uh, thank you for all the kind words, uh, you know, about the show, uh, and thank you for spending some time with us and uh, sharing some stories for the fans. Uh, it, it's been it's been truly been a real real pleasure. And as I say, it was such a pleasure to meet you, Tim. Nice to meet you too, Lara. Yeah, you and Harold yes, Crenshaw are welcome you. back anytime, my friend. Just call. You got it. All right. Uh, have yourself a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us, Tim. Thank you. You too. Much love. Cool, huh? He is what a lovely man. Oh my gosh, he was so great. Yeah, I yeah I know what a what a great show, man. You know, I I feel like we have we have so much more to cover with Tim Bagley. Uh, you know, I I think I want to save it and we'll have him back on the show at some point, uh, and we can uh, and we can just rehash it. Some more. I mean, he has so many great stories. We didn't even touch on his his obviously his extensive extensive career. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, and all the, all the wonderful shows he's done. I mean, we barely touched on Will and Grace on Grace and Frankie, where he made such an impact. Uh, you know, on on those shows, we didn't touch on you know his own show, Teachers, that you know was was on the air. I mean, like we could, I could go on and on and on. Uh, you know, and I mean, he's had such you know, a career. He, yeah, he's had true. such such a such a career, and will continue to to yes. do so. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, there's so many things that I that I wish I would have, you know, that I wish we could have covered. But we will have him back. Uh, it truly, it truly has been a great show. I'm exhausted. From the, that that <laughs> that whole show, um, right. and uh, happy uh, exhaustion. Now. Happy uh, yeah, exhaustion. it is. It so is. It, yeah, exciting. it is. Yeah. It is happy, joyous uh, exhaustion. Yeah, it was and, amazing. Uh, you know, I think uh, I think that I think this is where we're wrapping it up for this week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So uh, so uh, let, you know what? Tell the world what they need to know, and then I'm wrapping it up. For you this got week. it. No, everybody. I hope you're subscribing. If you're not, please do so. And don't forget to give us a rating if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can find us online at the randydisherpodcast.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at the Randy Disher Podcast. You'll hear a lot of updates there first. Yeah, so uh, tune in to all those things that, that uh, Lara said, and uh, we hope to keep bringing you more and more episodes. And uh, as I said before, we have got some great guest stars lined up for the future, uh, but it is going to be hard to top the one and only Harold Crenshaw, Tim Bagley. Um, once again, thanks to him. Thanks to Ryan, our wonderful Fan Friday uh, yes. guest. Uh, we had a great time today. I hope everybody else did as well. Yeah. I am Jason Gray Stanford. On behalf of Lara Orocho, be kind to yourself, be kind to animals, and remember everybody, as Randy Disher always says, happiness is a choice. We'll see you all next week. The Randy Disher Podcast is a member of the Mouthful Media Podcast Network. That's a mouthful.